Hello, everybody, and welcome to podcast number 16 from Modders, Inc. This podcast is sponsored by CPU Magazine. Computer Power User is a monthly magazine aimed at people who breathe, eat, and sleep technology. The kind of person who gets his kicks out of updating graphic cards, smashing benchmarks, and modding their PC. The type of person who reinstalls Windows at 2 a.m. because his system keeps crashing while he's encoding video. Like, that's never happened to anybody here before. I crawl into my review cave, and they, they let me be until I emerge. Yeah, it sounds like we're just going to have to get old Chris in a podcast. And put I'll it, listen to that podcast. Yeah, put it down. Yeah, not, no, is his head really as big as it looks like it is in those <laughs> magazines? He's kind of bobbled like a bobblehead. No. I don't mean no disrespect. I'm just, you know. No, he's got like, a, I've got a big head, head, too. See, I've got one of these that's about the size of three basketballs. But I'm wondering if I have a lost twin brother. Yet again, X comes through with the quote of the podcast. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, without further ado, welcome to Modern Inc. Podcast number 16. Today in the house, we have Dwayne. How you doing, everybody? We got Tony on the line. Hello. We got Vic hanging out there. Hey, what's up? And let's try not to run off our newcomer and good friend, Andrew. Hi, everybody. Hey, and I'm Craig. So let's get this party started. Let's start our discussions off tonight. And uh, I think we started talking about what the perfect case was. Uh, during our last podcast, and all. now that you've got the perfect case, now what? What do you guys normally do? What's your, what do you normally do? Design and layout, or do you do fabrication, or uh, do you break out the the three dimensional tools on your machine? How do you guys normally go after it? A little of both, I do. Uh, sometimes I'll just sit there and take a piece of paper and just start sketching us some ideas. Mm-hmm. Kind of look at the lines of how it is, or if you have a pre idea of what you want it to look like try and fill it in, you know, mm-hmm. try to match up the lines and whatnot. Or or um, sometimes I've even, I have used uh, SketchUp a few times mm-hmm. to try and do that, but mostly mine is um, actual hand drawings. For those of you not knowing, SketchUp is a free 3D application that you can download off of Google, and there is a huge library of uh, SketchUp components, objects, that you can pre-download that people have already pre-rendered. So if you haven't used SketchUp before, Highly recommend getting your feet wet and giving it a shot. I've tried it, and I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> I know that feeling. Oh, jeez. Nothing makes you feel more stupid than getting into SketchUp sometimes and spending 30 minutes trying to get a pump the right size. Say, oh, God, God, give me a piece of paper. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. On the website, if you go into, I believe it's into our basics, Money Basics, there is a small little article about SketchUp. And I do give some of the leaks to uh, the actual program and that database that you were talking about that has all the user SketchUp models that they've done. And there's actually some really nice ones out there. Oh, there's great ones out there. Some really popular components, too. So that's what makes it really good. I mean, you can pick up, you know, Lee and Lee cases, Silverstones. You can pick up all the different Swift Tech pumps. You can pick up different types of radiators, 120, 240, 360s. I mean, all sorts of components out there. So it's a really great resource to look at. Now, do you guys ever, like, do, do you come up with the inspirations off the top of your head? Or do you, like, look at something and, like, if you're walking down the street and you see a, a cool building, have you ever thought, you know, wow, I could make a case that has that kind of a design to it? I mean, do well, you ever incorporate daily things into it? or We go back to the flowery wallpaper. <laughs> <laughs> sure y'all remember that. But y'all laughed about it, but okay, just because I'm a southern boy, yeah. I say it in one way. But the simple, fact of the simple fact of the matter is it's like if you ever looked at a design or a print that's in, just say some drapes or flowery type wallpaper. Um, 
you said right. design in it. Okay, well, if you sometimes if you're just doing a uh, a case that you're not going to do an extreme mod on, mm-hmm. I basically just look at it and a design, see what I can see in it. I mean, what can flow with it. Right, so that you, sometimes you let the case decide the design instead of trying to force the design exactly. to the case. Exactly. Yeah, but what do you use to to try and get that? I mean, like I said, I, I, I sketch it up or something. It's mine, I have. Do you just... Uh, <laughs> do you just... Inside do you, my big bob head. Right, but do you try and use anything to, to design with? Or do you just, uh, as you're working with it, it comes along? I would have to... I can safely say... 95, 96% of the time, I do not draw out anything or put it in uh, SketchUp. I just bring it up in my head as I'm doing it. Is that why they're all so little? Oh. Oh. <laughs> you got to go there, don't you? Okay. <laughs> hey. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm teasing you, Ben. I'm cut to the quick. Well, Tony, I think you like to use Photoshop or something, don't you? Yeah, yeah. On occasion, I mean, I'm not much into learning new apps. I, I've always hated the learning curve on new applications, and I've not, I've messed with SketchUp a little bit, but not had the time to actually dive into it and learn it all. Well, that's what so, I was gonna say. The other five percent of the time, Photoshop is the only other thing I use. Yeah, I'll go through and do, you know, pretty much do a 3D render via Photoshop and just, you know, take an angle of a case that I like that I'm gonna start with and. I just start building layers on top of it until I get what I what I like. But you know, most of the time my mods are just it's something that I I mean I pick one aspect that I like and then I just try to force the rest of the case to go with it. For instance, the COD case I did, the window in it, how it's cut around the gun and everything. I did that in Photoshop before I actually even done it. Well, cool. So. Well, what about if you can't afford Photoshop? Well, it's only like a thousand thousand dollar program. Pencil and piece of paper. Oh yeah, but there's other there's other apps out there that you can use that are similar to Photoshop. Might not be as good and have as many bells and whistles. You can get usually Photoshop, uh, uh, not Photoshop. Um, PaintShop Pro. PaintShop Pro. Thank you, thank you. PaintShop Pro is normally you know you can catch it on sale fifty to eighty bucks, and it's a good basic to uh, uh, lower level advanced photo editor. It's got some really good stuff. I've, I've got three different versions floating here around the house. Because my wife, you know, manipulates pictures all the time, and you know, PaintShop Pro has been uh, has been a lifesaver in a lot of instances. It's allowed me to do things faster in it uh, than sometimes because I taught myself how to do it on that than what I could do actually in Photoshop. Yeah, that, that's the bad thing about it. You get into a lot of these apps. I mean, I'm a Photoshop user, and that's what I've used for years. Mm-hmm. It, it's so much easier. Even going from a different version of Photoshop to like the current version. The learning curve can actually be a, a pretty good change, um, but for the you know for those that are that are wanting to get into you know doing something like that, you you can actually get some good freewares. I forget what the names of them are offhand. Gimp. Yep. Yeah, Gimp's one of them. That's one of the popular ones. That's freeware, and there's several other ones too. Just you know, pretty much Google it up, and you can find them. Well, and I've also taken sometimes pieces of cardboard. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I've cut it out and laid in our cases the power. My power supply, you know, give it about mm-hmm. the right size or what it designed and kind of see how things fit because it's much better to place something on the side of the case and say, okay, this is where I'm going to cut my window. And then you can pull it back and look inside and go, well, I can't cut there because there's a brace running across it or whatnot. Right, right. Better think going into there and halfway find out going, ah, dang, I just screwed up. 
Uh-huh. Now calling the manufacturer. You got an extra door laying around? <laughs> hey, Hook knows how that is. Oh. <laughs> hey, not for an extra door, and it wasn't my mess up. I didn't okay. say it was. I just said you know how that is. <laughs> didn't say you did anything wrong. Took a year to get two <laughs> front panels fault? for a case. So Sent it to the airbrush me. artist, and he leaves it in his van, and it melts. Great. What about you, Andrew? Have you ever gotten into modding? Uh, not really. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you do have aspirations to be a modder, oh, right? Yes, I do. Um, I okay. So technically, I have installed um, a side panel window using a kit. Okay. Cool. Um, hey, a lot of people haven't so, done that. That's a yeah, lot. Yeah, you know, that's we're placing fans. I've you know I've done a I bought a hole saw and I I put a, a fan in a top panel of a case hey, before. But that's, that's fun. <laughs> I've painted a case. I did some some wet sanding. So what do you mean? No, you haven't. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> all. Those are all perfect examples of beginner models. Yeah, that's right. It was it was all beginning stuff, and yeah, so I've done a little bit. Okay, yeah. So you've gotten your feet wet. You've dabbled in it, and you can actually you can actually uh, relate with uh, uh, with some of the trials and tribulations that come with oh, yes. trying to customize a case. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. The, the scars have healed, though. <laughs> it's not a mod unless you bleed on it. It ain't your mod exactly. until you bleed on it. I guess I'm in trouble because I didn't I didn't bleed on Green Flame. Isn't that like well. a party owl? <laughs> not for me. I don't like bleeding. <laughs> yeah, but you put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into that one. I think you put sweat, a lot of sweat I, in. <laughs> I think I think you I think you completely dehydrated your body so you couldn't bleed because of all the buffing you did on that. Now, if we, if we if we say, did you have DNA in it? Then okay, yeah, I did. <laughs> all right, yeah. Well, there you go. You left you left a little bit of you behind. So we've talked about uh you know using props and uh, and miscellaneous materials, cardboard. Uh, wood, plastics, paper. Um, anything else you guys use to to design and layout, or is it, you know beyond your razor sharp minds? And do you guys ever draw on the cases themselves or anything like that? Oh, yeah. absolutely. Okay. I had, I'll go through and uh, lay out some tape and actually draw everything out on the on the side of a case before I actually start cutting. I'll do that a lot. I okay. use paint cans. I used to, actually used a uh, a quart size paint container to uh, lay out the window for Hog Wild. Believe it or not. Oh yeah. So you get your radius and stuff. Yeah. Well, I got you know place it in four different spots on there to get my rounded corners and then. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, that makes sense. I just want to give it a shout out to uh, Microsoft Paint. <laughs> yeah. All my graphics work in that. Have you seen Paint? Uh, I think they have a new version. It's like Paint.net or something like that. It's like Paint on steroids. It's yeah. literally almost. It's almost like a like a Paint Shop Pro type of device, but it's called Paint.net, and it's it was from the .net team at Microsoft. I have to check that out. Yeah, check it out. What are some of the mods you guys have heard about recently? I mean, like on our site, I saw. I mean, we're talking about paint cans and improvising and and using different materials in order to work with in order to get our mods the way we want. Was it was it uh, was it Shark Bites mod where he did that that front bezel where he did all that build up and that sanding to where uh, he made a he made a front 120 millimeter fan hole and he built oh. it up with with uh, with yeah. Bondo and fiberglass. Talking razor. Yeah, yeah, razor. There we go. Sorry. And he was using a uh, a spray paint can with uh, sandpaper wrapped around it in order to make the smooth rounded 
the the smooth roundup area going from the bezel up the ridge to the to the cylinder that made the 120 millimeter hole for the fan. Did you guys notice that? Mm-hmm. Pretty. I rounded it with a little block of wood. Yeah, we'll see. Oh, where, what you rounded a block of wood? But on like on a two before uh-huh. the one that's finished, it's got a rounded edge on it already. So uh-huh. if you just you know put your sandpaper, wrap it around that little rounded edge, you can get uh-huh. a a sharp. A sharper than the, the paint can deal. Oh, okay. Rounded edge as you sand. Yeah, I mean that was cool. I hadn't even thought about that. About you know because I always used, I've always used my fingers and wrapped paper, you know, sandpaper around my fingers, and I've just been so tired. I mean, like you know, can't grip my Dr Pepper tired. You know, <laughs> you know, and hands and fingers cramped, and I'm just you know cussing at the sand, and I, I couldn't stand it. And then I saw that picture. He was sanding with you know, uh, a small can. And had the sandpaper wrapped around that, and it was the perfect, it was it was the perfect curvature of the outer diameter of the can to work with the sanding of what he was working on, and it I was also just like it with a spoon. But yeah, but that that just shows you what you have around. You can mm-hmm. use to actually do these mods because you've got everything right there. Just use a little mm-hmm. bit of imagination, a little hard work. Yeah, one of the uh, well, the HP mod that I started on that I've not been able to get back to. I was doing a dual 120. Fan opening like that, mm-hmm. and what I use, I walk in the kitchen and grab the wife's uh, little hand grip style sponge with a scaring pad on it, and actually just flipped over and used the round part of the handle and use that. I raid the wife's kitchen all the time. You're a popular man around your house, aren't you? <laughs> but yeah, uh, another project is, gosh, somebody made it into CPU magazine. I wonder who that was. I don't know who. Really? I don't no. <laughs> Me. Page I think 107. We, it, yeah, page 107. We talked about it uh, in the last podcast. I I did not go there under the guise to compete. I went there to help out with some other Austin modders that were helping to run the LAN event and, you know, just kind of throw my throw my back into wherever they needed me, you know, and Deuce is my daily rig. I mean, that's what I game with, so I went up there with it. Walked in and won. I was like, sweet, I like this mod thing. <laughs> oh, man. I know you had said something about it, and you're like, well, I don't know if it's in the magazine or not, and I'm thumbing through. Of course, I'm probably like everybody else. I start at the back of the magazine and work my way yeah. forward. <laughs> so I only get a few pages in, and I see something about Intel Landfest, and they showed one for California, and I think one for, oh, I don't know, Pacific somewhere, and then Portland or something like that. Flip the next page, and there's a whole page with Craig's mod on there. Deuce. Oh, that's a sweet mod too, man. Well, thank you very much. I was very honored to be to be featured there. That was a that was a, that was a, a nice thing to open up because my son thought it was the best thing since sliced bread. He thought I'd hung the moon for a second. <laughs> oh, wow, Dad! You're in a magazine. That's so cool. And that was probably the best part. It's an about awesome it. mod. Thank you. I put a lot of heart into it, and uh, there's there's some blood in it. And but it was it was it was a fun mod to build. My first Intel rig to come into the house. It won't be your last either. Look. Probably won't be my last, but I gotta say that whole socket thing just bends me the wrong way. The pins on the socket? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I mean they have i7, they have Core i7 CPUs that are 1156 and Core i7 CPUs that are 1366. Oh yeah. You said you're you're that that just lends confusion. I mean at least with AMD, it's backwards compatible. I mean it's one socket, AM2 plus AM3. All right. I've got an upgrade path right there. That that CPU that I that I got from the Intel Landfest event in Dallas, 
I was all stoked. I was thinking, great, I'm going to go home and I'm going to take this wonderful Extreme Edition CPU and I'm going to drop it in my brand new Asus motherboard that is Core i7 compatible. I've already got my water block and my water block's compatible with all the i7s. I'm on top of the world. I started to take that thing out of the box and I looked at it and I looked at my core and I looked at my socket and I was like, this ain't going to work. <laughs> then I looked at the numbers on the box and I looked up the motherboard and I was like, put everything back up. Put everything back together again. Walked around the house, said a few wordy dirts. It's like, it just, it frustrates me. It's like, come on, guys. At least give it a couple years. You know, give, give people a reason to use this high-performance hardware and give them an upgrade path, not just two or three CPUs. Give them an upgrade path. Let them take this 230 or $250 motherboard that they just shelled out for and let them use it with a couple generations of hardware, not just two or three, it just it just really rubs me the wrong way. And and I know from a from a standpoint of a national magazine, there's no way that CPU could chime in really on uh, on this on this. It, this is all my personal rant. This does not reflect CPU magazine in any way. It does not reflect <laughs> the, the 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 thoughts or feelings of Modders Inc. This is me, Craig Tate, ranting about how fast Intel turns over their sockets. It just drives me nuts. It's like a splinter. I'll just I'll add your email address into the show notes. There you go. Yeah, at the very end. That's what that feels like. Oh, man. It's only fair. It just, it, it, I mean, I can't argue with the performance. It runs circles around all the AMD hardware. I can't argue with their development process. I can't argue with their architecture. I mean, I can't argue with any of the results, but the one thing I can argue about is their decision to change sockets and to cycle technology as fast as they do. And whenever they do a technology refresh, it usually entails a new socket, which means your motherboard is moot. I think I've beat that horse into the ground. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't get a Taz rant session this week. This is uh, this is tech that's, that's my that's my that's my tech rant right there. Okay. Um, let me let me refocus myself here, folks. Sorry about that. Um, Modders Inc. is actually uh, working on uh, something pretty exciting, uh, from what I understand. Something like maybe a uh, a mod off. Is 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 that is that correct? Do I hear do I hear rumors of uh, some sort of a, a mod contest or a mod off or something like that? That is correct. You want to give us some more specifics about that, or do we have more specifics about that, or is it just do we just want to leave rumor out there and let speculation run rampant? Uh, all of the above. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the best way to get something spread out quickly is make it a rumor. There you go. Yeah. And, and any kind of speculation. So everybody knows that last year we did a thing with NVIDIA where we had five guys make mods out of ion-based processor motherboards and. And then we had other people submit designs and whatnot. It was a really good success, I got to say. That was that was a really that was a really cool contest idea that had a whole lot of participation and a whole lot of people winning stuff, which I thought was really cool. So, kudos for that. I'm really proud of you guys about how well you pulled that off. That was really cool. I don't I don't know if I've ever actually come out publicly and said that to you guys, but I think you guys really did a bang up job on that. Well, thank you. We worked really hard with that. We worked really hard with NVIDIA and CPU Magazine. We'd like to be able to do that again. We're going to have to talk with the two parties again to see if they want to do something. But uh, this one is going to be basically in-house, and it's going to be between four of the staff members. Oh. So it 
it's it's going to be not like that NVIDIA uh, CPU mod off that we had. It's going to mm-hmm. be more back to basics mod off. Okay. All right. Are there so, any kind of names or anything that we can uh, that we can associate with this contest? Is there, is there a name for the contest or uh, are there any sponsors that are on board with this thing yet? Or right now it's going to be the Hot Rod mod off. Ah, sweet. Like that. Yes. So we're going to be basically uh, basing our mods off of vehicles. It could be a tractor, a car, motorcycle. It could be a spaceship or whatever. But the hot rod mod off kind of sounds cool because we figured everybody yeah. would probably end up doing some kind of car theme onto that. Yeah. Well, we know Tech Daddy can handle that. That's yeah. <laughs> your boss out there. Done. Yeah, forgot Keep about up. that. I think you're already disqualified on that one, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. But like I said, it's really down to basics. Um, we're limiting ourselves to what we can do. So it's going mm-hmm. to be a maximum of $150 out of our own pockets. Mm-hmm. You can't ship anything out to get done, no powder coating, no chrome, and all that other stuff. You can't do no laser, no powder coating. Right, right. It's all, you have to use it's all stuff be that you have readily available in your garage. Right. Correct. It has to be stuff that you already have, you have available to you, basic tools. Uh, so the highest tool you can actually go to is like a scroll saw, because I think we'll probably all of us have that. We have talked about it. Uh, we are going to let you use an airbrush, but the airbrush can't be for uh, like images or murals or that kind of high detail. You can use it okay. for making, let's say, like scratch marks or just kind of highlights or, or shadows or whatnot. Mm-hmm. All the paint has to be rattle can paint. You're not going to be able okay. to go out and buy $60 uh, you know, automotive paint and, and be able okay. to spray it on or any of that other stuff. Gotcha. It's, it's really back to basics to show everybody what we can do. The other thing is is that it's all going to be off the thermal tape element S. Okay. That's a fun case. That's a good basic case to work with. Absolutely. So I'll be starting off with the same type of case, and it's going to be see what we can end up with. I'm sure we're going to have four different completely looking mods. So we'd like to thank uh, Thermaltake for sponsoring the Hot Rod Mod Off. Thermaltake has built a reputation for unwavering will and dedication to address issues and innovate at the same time for computer enthusiasts and corporate users worldwide. With a strong support of research and development team standing behind them. I've always been very impressed with their cases. Okay, so the Mod Off is uh, being sponsored by Thermaltake. The Hot Rod Mod Off is uh, where we're going to be basing it on. It's going to be... A, uh, a back-to-basics type of environment where we're doing no outsourced work. It has to all be done by the modder in their garage using tools that they have at their disposal, nothing higher than a scroll saw and rattle can paint. And airbrushes can be used, but only for accents. Absolutely correct. Do we have a date range? How long is this contest going to last, and when does it start? Well, we have to get the cases first. So we're working on getting the cases. I was told that they'll probably be shipped out today or tomorrow, and there might be a few extra things along with the cases. So okay. We'll see how that how that turns out. Uh, but uh, Thermal Take is really putting a lot behind this. They love uh, the Loveless Modders, and um, they're really going to help us out. Please support Thermal Take and come and watch what we do because everybody's going to be having their own logs, and it's going to be four. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be probably between a two to three month process, is what we're thinking. Okay. So we're going to tell them who all is in it. Yeah, it's going to be me, American Freight, Craig, Tech Daddy. Ha 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 ha. Going to be Tony, of course, what everybody knows as Taz. And then we got Vic, what everybody knows as Excalibur. FX. FX. That's going to be fun. That's going to be really exciting. And I think that's going to be, I think it's going to be neat for uh, both new modders as well as old modders to be able to kind of get back to the roots. And especially for people that are new, uh, new to modding, to see 
what is attainable using basic crafting techniques. You know, yes. when you, when when you go out to some of these modding sites and you see some of these incredible mods that have been built, I mean, I'm sure that it's intimidating as crud. Whenever you're first trying to, I remember I was completely overwhelmed whenever I uh, whenever I first got on the scene, seeing what some of these people were doing and how are they coming up with this and how do they know how to do that and you know you, you it's it's almost overwhelming and it almost scares you off. So I think something like this is really good and is really, I think this is really well-timed. I think the scene really needs this because yes. there's a lot of, everybody's trying to aim for the stars right now, which is good because it pushes the modding, it pushes the, the modding enthusiasts higher, farther, and, you know, it, it pushes the edge and the threshold. But we also don't want to forget about those, we don't want to move so far ahead that we leave behind those that are the next generation that are trying to hop on right now. Exactly. So I, doing I think, something like this is perfect. Yep, I think you hit it right on the head when you said uh, some people feel intimidated. I mean, uh, not everybody can go out and spend, you know, ten thousand dollars to create a mod. You don't have to, and that's right. What, that's right. exactly what we want to show. You come up with right. a great looking thing, but just using the basics, and and we'll show you exactly how to do it, like Craig said. All right, cool. Well, that's going to be exciting. Everybody, pl- uh, everybody, keep an eye on Modders Inc. Uh, we'll probably be getting some information up there in the coming weeks to uh, talk about, you know, when the contest is actually going to start, and uh, then. <laughs> It's on, boys. It's on. Damn straight, it's on. Going on, uh, since we're talking about ModersInc.com right now, uh, things going on around the site. Uh, we've got some new, fresh reviews that are up on the site. I think we just got finished reviewing a uh, mini-ITX Jetway motherboard. Yep, I reviewed that little rascal. Hey. How was it? That was a great little board. I was really, really impressed with it. Um, it uh, I ran Windows Vista Ultimate on it, 64-bit, with just one gigabyte of RAM. <laughs> it didn't burp. I'm serious. That thing ran good. Uh, I was real impressed with it. I think it's going to be a very, very good board. Of course, you know, it's got the dual core uh, Atom 270 processor in it, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that helped it a tremendous amount. Um, of course, if you look at the, uh, go in and look at the one that uh, was done prior to this that had the single core 270, and then compare the graphs, you, you can see the difference. It, it really did shine in the tests. Oh yeah, I mean that that yeah. second core probably just just pushed it right up there, didn't it? It did. I mean, I, I I was impressed with it. I mean, it's the first mini ITX that I've you know had an experience with. I was expecting way less than what I got. Let's put it that way. I I just wasn't expecting it to to hang like it did, and it just it actually outdoes one of the computers I've ever been using. <laughs> Oh, that's the, that's always nice when you set your expectations. It's like, well, you know, I don't want to be disappointed by this, and then all of a sudden you're disappointed, but not in the machine. You're disappointed in the fact you've got another machine at your house that's slower than what you're actually using. <laughs> well, you hear you hear everybody talk about how you know the the little netbooks they're not you know they're not up to par with the bigger notebooks. They're not going to run your full operating system. Um, your HTPCs don't really have the biggest operating system and all the software installed and all this. It, it just, it's not supposed to be able to handle it. Well, I've got a feeling you're going to find that this one will handle the software and it's going to run as good as really a, a, a regular size, um, motherboard, I think. I mean, it, now, true, it's not going to be a gamer, okay, because it's got the onboard, you know, video. Um, that's really the the main drawback of the whole board is 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 video is a little bit less as far as any kind of flaws with the board there there's none 
the only real gripe I had out of the whole thing was that um, it didn't have any HDMI or um, DVI port. It was all VGA. Oh, really? Yeah, that was the only thing that I I thought was missing on the board. Because, you know, with most LCD monitors and most of your uh, TVs that you've got coming out nowadays, they're, they're running either DVI or HDMI. Okay? Um, mm-hmm. This one... It's just, it's just not there. And I, I thought with such a new release from Jetway, it should have had it. Yeah. Now, when you say mini, what are you talking about mini? We're talking six point six and three-quarter inches wide by six and three-quarter inches wide. Wow. Wow. I mean, you lay a dollar bill two different ways, and there you go. Wow. It could be hidden in your hand, Craig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so talking- and then, of course, no, it's not but about two and a half inches tall. Right. You know, heat sink and all. So this board can be put in just about anything. I've seen them put, you know, the mini ITXs. I mean, it may be the first experience I've had with one, but I've seen where they put them in, in vehicles and stuff. They'll, they'll pull the radio out and build a little frame and put it in where the radio goes. Oh, yeah. Do, uh, uh, if, you, if you go over to Austin Motors right now, there's a couple of guys over there that are doing car pewters. And they're yeah. using they're using mini computers like what you're talking about with that with those atom processors to run the stuff. Well, I think they're great. I mean, I, I think it's really going to be something. It's going to be more than what people expect, especially when you move into that dual right. core processor. Andrew, you're into the uh, the home theater PCs. Is this something you have thought about, or have you tried these, or or even tested these? Uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, I own one of the Ion boards, um, though mine is the single core running Vista Ultimate, and it kind of chugs a little bit. I also have a really old uh, Via-based Mini ITX board that's got their whole Eden CPU and graphics. Those right. things are and tiny. Yeah, I, I mean, it's probably right now my favorite form factor just because it's so small. And I, I don't know, Vic, if uh, the, the board you tested, did that have uh, a PCI Express X16 slot on it? Um, I don't think it's a by 16. See, those are the ones that uh, really have me intrigued, the ones you can fit you know, a desktop graphics card into. Yeah. That's compelling to me. Yeah, absolutely. Because I've looked at a couple of like, the smaller uh, the ITX minis, and uh, it's the same thing. You don't get that like I, the PCI Express slot, and it's like, oh, but I got this great card that would work. You can't use <laughs> yeah, it. Actually, this one just has a PCI slot. Okay. See, I'm the graphics card guy at CPU Magazine, so I can't think of many reasons why I would ever build a PC without a discrete graphics card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's just how I am. I, I, yeah. My home theater PC I just finished. People are like, why would you put a graphics card in it? And I'm like, well, why wouldn't I put a graphics card in it? Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, this was the uh, Jetway NC96FL510. Um, it's, it's a great board. It really is. I can see people using it for just a, a regular office computer. I mean, I really can. I don't think it's going to have any problems. Once you put the RAM in it, because it will hold up to 8 gigs of DDR2, and once you put the RAM in it, you know, say you put two sticks of uh, 2 gig in there, um, you're going to smoke. It's going to go. Well, and I, I don't know if I would go with uh, as far as not being able to game on it to an extent. If, if you're going into it, like, I mean, Vic's 
pretty self-conscious about getting getting certain frame rates, I think, aren't you, Vic? No, I'm not. Well, to be honest about it, no, I'm, I'm really not. Now, that's, um, that's uh, fluff and uh, bass. Well, the, the Zotac Ions, the dual-core ones that Dwayne and I got, they'll, they'll gain to an extent. You just can't be looking for, you're not going to be looking for 60 frames per second or anything. Yeah. Now, I, I, I don't try, know how they would I didn't try Battlefield or Modern Warfare, well, but I'm kind of thinking that's not going to happen. Crisis yeah. at 1680 by 1050. Yeah. No! <laughs> that would definitely shut it down. But, I mean... First even and if the you, last time this board booted. <laughs> and even if you look at back, back to some of the PR that uh, they did on the Zotac Ions, you know, they they was actually pushing some, you know, decent frame rates for what it was, but, you know, it, it's definitely not going to be your your daily gamer by no means. But it's it's, it's good for uh, for HD video encoding and, and displaying, you know, motion graphics and stuff like that, just not necessarily 3D rendering. Yeah. And now it does have the little mini PCIe connector on it, Andrew. Oh, oh for the wireless. Yeah, for right? the wireless, for wireless but, modules. Yeah. You know, Zotac sells those now, standalone. So if you oh, really? get one of the Zotac boards that didn't have the wireless module built into it, I know this because I talked to uh, my Zotac representative at uh, PAX East, and I was like, yeah, I got one of the boards that didn't have wireless. He's like, well, I'll send you the one of the wireless modules. Nice. So, yeah, Sweet. they sell them, and you can pick those up and plug it in. You know, you, you, it comes with a little mounting bracket, and you just screw that into the empty slot on the board and... That was definitely one of the things that, that, I, that I'd seen messing on the Ion when I set mine up. Wow. I might have to actually take mine out of the box then, if I can get one of those. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I haven't even opened the box yet. I got one of those. There you go. There you right. go. Send there it to me. No, you got enough of my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> You haven't heard the price on that, have you, Andrew? The wireless module? No, yeah. I haven't, actually. Oh. Let me, I could probably look it up right now. I'm the I wouldn't thing. think it would be that expensive, but it just race. That sounds race. intriguing. Do you know whether that's set up for uh, wireless N or wireless G? Yeah, it's 802.11N. Oh, cool. One dollar. I was pretty impressed. One dollar? No, you know, Vic said 80, so I was going for the yeah. price is right thing. Oh. Twenty-nine <laughs> 29.99. Oh, that's great. Do you, do you purchase them straight from Zotac? Um, they have a cart, so evidently you can. All right. There you have it, folks. Cutting Edge News brought to you live on the ModersInc.com podcast number 16, brought to you by CPU Magazine. Well, I wish they would have said it was a wireless in on the website, but I don't see that noted anywhere. Well, it says wireless, <laughs> wireless adapter. <laughs> Withdrawing that last plug. I was, I was pretty sure it was N. 7-1. Um, I'm clicking it, links, trying to see. Yeah, their ions all now have integrated 8-11N, so I assume that any, because all the boards that they ship that have those cards built in, they do support N, so if you're going to buy the standalone module, you should be able to just plug it in and be the N adapter. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, I was out wandering around, I saw this great ASUS Blu-ray player. It's a combo internal drive uh, that really? Modders Inc. was viewing, yeah. Imagine Anybody that. know anything about that? Not a, not a thing. Not a thing? No. Great. Although I do know that uh, I watched uh, Avatar using it, and it was great. And uh, it was really good. Really, really good. Uh, the, the drive, of course, he's talking about that we did a review on it, uh, worked flawlessly and great. I mean, I know everybody's been talking about you put a Blu-ray into your 
a discrete Blu-ray player that takes, you know, a few minutes or a minute or so to load right up. I did not see that happening with this. So does this does this install just like a standard optical drive would? Same size, same way, everything just like it. Uses uses and, the, uh, the SATA connection, mm-hmm. and boy, it, it, it's just flawless. Do you have to load up any software in order to watch Blu-ray movies, or does it just does it just work? Uh, you do have to load up the, the software with it. I, I do okay. recommend doing that because the software that does come with it also has Power DVD, uh, InstaBurn. Uh, Asus eGreen, which is uh, their, you know, B-Green process, make sure it runs efficient and doesn't suck up a lot of power. And you can also have a free utility, which is a power backup, so you can start backing up your files and stuff. They're a little more expensive than a DVD, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get a lot more of the, of the capacity on that. This disc is downward compatible, so it does everything from the Blu-ray down. Oh, really? You can do CDs, DVDs. Uh, you can read and write CDs and DVDs, but you cannot write uh, Blu-ray with this. Okay. All right. Well, that's that. That's cool. That that that's a neat mixture of uh of features there. Yeah, but uh, if you're if you're doing a home theater PC, this is the perfect thing to have because you can do everything with it. You can run your yeah. audio CDs. Took me a whole, oh, I guess, five minutes to install it into my home theater PC, and I was up and running. Is it quiet? Uh, I I thought it was. But then again, you know, you're going to have the, the power supply noise. So you got a little bit of that and, and the, uh, the CPU fan noise. But I have it right in, in my living room sitting out in front of my TV, and I didn't distract me at all watching any movies. Cool. But, it doesn't uh, have a real bad price on it either at Newegg. No, I believe it's, what, about 130, 140 100. range or more? 109. 109. Ooh, that's even better. It's gone down since I reviewed it. That's cool. Well, that's yeah. just a, a Blu-ray reader, not a writer, correct? Correct. Right. The Blu-ray writers tend to cost thirty to twenty-five to thirty dollars more than the read-only drives. Correct. Uh, but I haven't yet found a reason why. I guess I guess unless you're going to rip some Blu-ray movies <laughs> to, <laughs> to even do that. But if you've already have it, then why are you going to be ripping it and, and writing them? Shouldn't be doing that, folks. Hey, we're entitled to make backups. Uh, yeah, the one, you're right. <laughs> But that, what, what always got me, though, when you bring that up, is like it does say that you are entitled to make a backup copy uh, in case something damages to yours. But have you ever done that, make a backup copy, and the copy doesn't work? So how are you supposed to have a backup I've copy? Had, I've actually had CDs do that. Never had any DVD, DVDs do it, but I've had CDs. Or games. You can back up your own games. But try and install it, and it says there's stuff missing. But anyways, the, uh, the Asus... Blu-ray drive worked great. Highly recommend. Awesome, it. awesome. Do you by chance have a uh, a Zonar card inside that home theater PC of yours? Why? Why I do? Imagine. You know, How did you know that? How did it's, you? Know it's 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 this it's this incredibly clairvoyant way I have of segueing between products. Oh my gosh! And uh, I need to make sure I have my webcam turned off then. <laughs> Change your underwear more than once a week, please. It's getting gross. <laughs> I told you I didn't have a webcam. I'm sorry, Vic. I got to make extra money somehow. So if you go to my website, part of the deal was was also doing the the audio part with this, which is a good match actually. Because I mean, if you're going to be watching a Blu-ray movie and you want the best picture, you want the best sound, don't you? Yep, yep. And everybody probably nowadays uses the the onboard audio. Why? Mm-hmm. Because it's there. You already paid for it. Why not use it? It works decent. Sometimes they work pretty good. Sometimes they work really crappy. You really can't go wrong when you go with a discrete audio card. Mm-hmm. I mean, quality and the sound and everything else just just goes up 
by folds, much along the same lines as what Andrew feels about discrete graphics cards. Exactly. Yeah. It uh, frees up the CPU also. Yes. Because uh, integrated integrated relies all on the CPU. So if you want to l- let that CPU do what it does best, get discrete. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, besides, like you said, relieving the uh, pressure off of the CPU, you just get all the extra e features and, and the incredible sounds that go along with that. So is uh, it does and you'll pardon me for asking this because I I actually have never sat down and watched a Blu-ray movie yet. So shoot me now. But does Blu-ray have like high definition sound? Is it a richer, fuller sound experience? Is the sound envelope <laughs> wider? And does if it does, did you notice a difference using the Zonar card? I don't think it does. I'm not I'm not a an audiophile person, or I don't guess you'd call it whatever the people that are really into the movies. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I was able to get the um, surround sound, the 5.1 surround sound out of it, mm-hmm. which sounded just you know awesome. And I also noticed that in playing games, uh, you do get that 3D sound sometimes when you're on board. Like I said, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. But with this, you can you can actually hear it. Uh, well, I, like, really... I, I like to use headphones, and, and it does have the built-in where it will do a simulated 5.1 with just a regular uh, two-speaker headphones, uh-huh. and it does work. Uh-huh. I, 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 I had a premium sound card at one point in time, and I, I had a, a speaker system set up. You know, my, 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 my stereo cans over my ears. I was playing some game. I think it was, uh, Fear. And, uh, of course, you know, that game already had me rattled just because there were some great moments in it that just absolutely freaked me out. But <laughs> there was one point in time somebody came up behind me in the game and the, 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 the speaker emulation did it perfectly. And I literally jumped up out of my chair and turned around <laughs> behind, fingers off the keyboard. I thought somebody was behind me. <laughs> Can you imagine Craig jumping up and turning around? Be that enough was... to scare anybody. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, good, uh, good 5.1, uh, uh, simulation in a stereo environment. If you got yourself a really good set of uh, stereo cans going over your ears, that 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 can be a real world of difference when you're gaming. That's 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 I can I can attest to that. That's Absolutely. that's some cool stuff. And you add a sound card like this to that, you are just over the top. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you can hear people like like I like to play you know the war games and stuff. You can hear people walking behind you or rattling in through the bushes, and you turn mm-hmm. around and you shoot them, and they're like, "Oh, you're a hack!" I'm like, no, I can just <laughs> I can just hear you. I can hear you. Yeah, highly recommend it. Take a look, read our review about it. Um, I give you all of my my details about it and my thoughts about it and information. And take a look. And I, I think you need to take a good look at it and probably purchase it if you want good sound. What is the what's the going rate on the Sonar on the Zonar DX cards? Uh, the last time I looked, I thought it was like about a hundred and thirty bucks. Well, that's reasonable for but a then, card. But then again, I did it at the same time as I did the Blu-ray, and it sounds like the Blu-ray's already dropped in price. So, yeah. So, so the current price could even be lower than that. But uh, cool. for Aren't they run a, a couple different versions of this too. Yeah, um, this this actually this particular card is an older version, and they are coming out. I was told by ASUS uh, that they are working on a newer version of it, and it's going to be, I think, even more kicker. Than, than this this particular one here, uh, I got some inside information about that, which probably shouldn't tell about. So, hush, hush. <laughs> yeah, hush, hush. But but they are working <laughs> on it. 
on the new version, so look out for that. Gratuitous use of the edit button coming after this. Yeah. <laughs> One well, other thing, I, if oh, I could yeah. add. Yes, please. please. Uh, <laughs> with uh, with Blu-ray movies, a lot of times what, especially if you get one of these standalone sound cards in your systems, uh, you'll likely be able to take advantage of some of the uh, audio formats that Blu-ray supports that aren't supported on you know DVD and other media formats, uh, including DTS HD Master Audio and Dolby True HD. So those are kind of some of the two Blu-ray. Uh, Audio formats so that are really, really high quality. Okay, so there, are, so there are some some audio advantages to Blu-ray. Right. So I think master audio is supposed to be like completely uncompressed, uh-huh. like in its most raw format, so that okay. it's exactly as you know the composer and director intended it to sound. That's very cool. Sounds very like cool. You uh, look into putting a card in again. <laughs> I need to look at getting a Blu-ray player. <laughs> I do. Okay, well, uh, I think we've covered uh, enough of our product reviews uh, right now. So let's uh, let's 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 move in and uh, talk to our special guest tonight, uh, Andrew. Uh, he is a uh, uh, a reviewer extraordinaire for CPU Magazine. Um, has probably seen and heard more on the technology fronts than any of us ever would care to know. Uh, he's probably got more NDA material floating around in his head that he would have to kill us if he told us. So uh, we're going to try and keep the questions on the up and up and keep him out of trouble and uh, make sure his bobblehead boss doesn't come after him. <laughs> Who said that? What? Chris is going to uh, kill me. Well, <laughs> now he can come after me if he wants. I think all the NDAs I've recently signed have expired, so I think oh, I'm good okay. to talk about just about oh. anything. Excellent. Okay, well... Andrew, pronounce your last name again. Leibman. Leibman, you got it right. Hot dog. I, I, yeah, I'm. You know, if you're gonna be dumb, you better be tough, and that's me. I, I screwed that up the first time, folks, when I introduced him. So I don't make and the same mistake twice. There you, yeah, yeah. Carry a big stick. Um, tell us about some of the stuff that you do with CPU Magazine, Andrew. Well, as a reviewer, I review graphics cards, um, uh, chipsets, motherboards, uh, processors. Um, so those are kind of the main things that I review. Um, I've also kind of got a uh, soft spot for cases. I love case reviews. Um, but they're one of those things that's a little bit easier to review than, say, you know, the latest six-core processors. So uh, yeah, I yeah. don't get to do them. <laughs> <laughs> so, But, uh, yeah, so I, I love reviewing all kinds of stuff, though. I just uh, finished building um, a new egg system for our new egg build of the month, which was a home theater PC. Oh. And uh, that's probably my favorite thing to do, is just building a system from the ground up. Nice. What did you include in this one, or can you reveal that to us? Oh, uh, yeah. I don't see why I couldn't. Um, it works, and uh, I don't have to send it <laughs> That's always back. a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so I went with an Antec case. Um, they make some of the best home theater PC cases that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was the uh, Fusion Black, I believe. And what I like about that case is it's uh, desktop form factor. So it's you know it's going to look like one of your <clears throat> stereo components, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's got a really large volume knob on the front of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was talking to Chris about that, and he's like, that's not mechanical. That doesn't work, does it? I'm like, oh, yeah, it does. 
So, uh, yeah, it looks just like a, a stereo component, and it's what got is, a little... What does the knob do? It turns up the volume. Are you serious? Down. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. wow. Okay, cool. Exactly what you think a big knob on the front of a, a <laughs> stereo component would do. So it's very cool. It's And it's got a, a VFD on it, just like uh-huh. a Blu-ray player that you'd buy from Best Buy or whatever. And uh, it's, I mean, you can set it up so that it, it can check your email. You can set it up so that it's showing news feeds. Um, it'll show your components. It'll show, you know, your current temps. I mean, it's just, it's very cool. And this is the Fusion case? Yeah, the Fusion Black. The Fusion um, Black. Yes. And it's the a- other key thing about this case is that it supports full height um, expansion cards. Oh, so like, there I you could go. Get, I could get a serious graphics card. I could get, I don't have to worry about getting half height cards or anything like that. Uh, it also supports a full size power supply. But yeah, it's, uh, it's a great home theater PC case. So, uh, what else did you put into it? Um, well, I put in my current favorite home theater PC graphics card, which is the Radeon HD 5770. Yes, mm-hmm. I have um, that one. Yes, it's a great card, isn't it? Yes, it is. The is um, not a real bad card either. Yeah, yeah. Um, it it is. I think the 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 5000 series is a great line, um, and they're especially anything below the 57 and below is great for home theater PCs. Um, I like the 5770 a little bit more because you know me, I like to game on my right. home theater PC. There you but go. even the 5550 and the 5750, those, I mean, you can play games with those. You can play WoW. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so um, I put a Core i5, uh, I want to say 650. Mm-hmm. Uh, so nice. that's a dual core that's got the hyper-threading, so more than, more than you'd need for a home theater PC. And uh, what else? A couple gigs of uh, crucial memory and a two terabyte um, main hard drive. Now, with the uh, hard drive that you put in there, did you put a performance 7200 RPM or did you go with a quiet, cooler 5400 RPM? I believe I went with uh, Western Digital's Green Series, which mm-hmm. I want to say is one of the 5400 drives. Yeah, yeah. So... I didn't think for a lot of the stuff that I was doing that performance was necessarily the way I wanted to go. And performance costs money, and I had a fifteen hundred dollar budget, and I spent <laughs> I spent it on the spent it all on the case and the capacity <laughs> hard drive. So. You have to make some compromises. Yeah. Don't look in the case. You couldn't afford fasteners. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say yeah. I'm looking at these fusion cases right now, and they all look like they might be a little pricey. Well, these are these are nice. setups. Yeah, are they? Is am I seeing this correctly? Is that a dual 120 exhaust fan on the side of this thing? Yes, it does come with 120s. Nice. So they're nice and quiet. Um, and it's got it's got Antex tri-chamber design, which is so you've got basically the motherboard sits in one little box. Mm-hmm. You've got the power supply and optical drives in another little box, and then you've got your hard drives kind of all sanctioned off, which makes everything kind of cooler, easier to exhaust heat from the case that way. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, it also cuts down on noise, too. Well, I'm kind of liking the price of this. The uh, Vic just popped in a link for the Antec Black Aluminum Steel 
Fusion Remote on Newegg for one thirty nine ninety five. That's the one I got right there. Yeah, with the remote. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the remote and the VFD, which you can see on the front there, and it's got the software for it and everything. And that VFD is basically when you buy a home theater PC and it comes with a VFD, nine times out of ten, it's going to be this same same manufacturer. It's uh, the software's I'm on, and uh, yeah, it's it's really common. There's, I mean, you can hook it up with third-party apps if you want to, but... Oh, I think that's what came with the, uh, I don't know, what was the one, the in-medias that we did, Dwayne? Uh, that yeah, used that's... On it was the Imons? Thermaltake. Thermaltake sells uh, Media Lab. Thermaltake Media Lab is the exact same front panel. That's actually mm-hmm. what I've got in my main PC. I've got a Thermaltake Media Lab, and I also have one in the Antec case that forms the basis of my personal home theater PC. So did you just put a regular DVD drive in this thing, or did you put an ASUS Blu-ray yes. combo drive uh, in this thing? I'm, I'm waiting to uh, be able to afford the Blu-ray drive, but right now it's a regular DVD drive. All right. So I guess a big question probably everybody really wants to know is, what do you do with this after you use <laughs> like this, where you guys get to have these build-offs? Does it all have to uh, go back? Is it sold? Does it go into a big warehouse uh, like Raiders of the Lost Ark, and it goes into a crate never to be seen from again? Um, actually, we uh, give them away. Nice. So if yeah. Where do I sign up? Hey, we're going to give you my address. I'm ready to give it now, man. <laughs> you were there at QuakeCon. We gave away our gaming PC. That's right. Yep. And uh, at this upcoming QuakeCon, we will be giving away my home theater PC. So if you are there and you sign up for CPU Magazine, you have a chance to win this awesome PC that I created. Oh, man, I thought you was going to say if I was there, I'd get it. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're lucky enough, maybe Andrew will sign it for you. There you go. <laughs> At PAX, I had a guy ask me to sign the magazine. No kidding. That's, That's awesome, right. though. Yeah. yeah, there you go. I mean, it is. I mean, you go through here. and I've, I've been sitting here looking through the magazine while we're, while we're doing this. You've got quite a few articles in here, don't you? Yeah, just wait till next month. I've got about six or seven pages in the next month's issue. Awesome. Okay. You don't exactly realize how much influence you have until somebody comes up and asks you for your autograph, and then it kind of puts it all in perspective. I mean, yeah. I, I'm well, then I'm waiting for the punchline or no. him to start laughing. No. It didn't happen. I was. No, I mean, you got to remember. At least it didn't happen in my face. Like, when I turn around, I don't know what happened after that. Well, what do you think? There's probably 100,000, 200,000 people that read this magazine or more a month? Or what is a subscription? Uh, are you allowed to divulge a subscription base? I have no idea. You if know? I knew it, I'd tell you. Oh, I just, okay. <laughs> just that's one of those things. I they don't tell me. <laughs> they don't want you to know. Huh? <laughs> they don't want you yes. to get nervous. They're like, if it doesn't help you write articles, you don't need to know. <laughs> There's six hundred thousand potential autographs walking around out there, Andrew. Be careful. <laughs> but yeah, they're going to scare him off. Yeah, a lot of people will read your articles and rely on you to give them the kind of information that they want, and so if people can actually get to meet you. And say, yeah, you know, you've helped me decide what I wanted to buy or, or help me just, you know, out on something. When I started writing for CPU, I was I was almost I was so anxious to just dig in and start doing stuff that I was I was almost looking for people to post on our forums some idiot thing that I wrote and just to argue with me. And people just don't. And it could be because I'm awesome. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, you, you you haven't had any flamers look you up. I did have one guy who wrote me like a three page email wow. um, about 
but it was a lot of his points were legitimate and uh I can't believe I'm talking about this, but uh it was about the uh um solar powered PC that I built probably two years ago, year uh-huh. and a half ago. It was a while back. Uh-huh. Um and I made some I mean this was this one was, was outside building, inside the cabinet? Exactly. Well, no, it was a normal PC. I mean, there was nothing uh, special about the PC. It was just a right. regular off-the-shelf PC. But I bought the solar panels, and I bought the deep cell batteries, and I bought the inverter and put all this stuff together. I was basically building an electrical system to power the PC. It was right. essentially a gigantic power supply. Right. Um, so that was all completely new to me and foreign, and, yeah, I, I made a little... A couple mistakes here and there. And he set you straight? Uh, yeah. There, there were a couple things where he, I let him know he was, he was on the wrong track. But he did, he did have a point. I actually blame Microsoft Word for one of the, one of the. <laughs> uh, and Microsoft Word to mess up a lot of things. Right. It, it corrected, <laughs> it corrected the spelling on something that didn't need to be corrected. That oh, was my. Whoops. And he called you out on that. Well, it was a pretty big one. Oh. <laughs> I think I was saying the word I had used in the article was insul Oh man, I'm not I'm not gonna say it right, but it's like I was saying insulation instead of insulation or something like that. Installation oh. no, I'm gonna have to look up the article. Oh boy. <laughs> there we it go. It was something that has things. nothing to do with computer stuff. It's an elect- electrical it's an electrical term. Yeah, so Jeez. I was out of my own, to say the least. Well, but you know, we all we all learn by uh, by by stretching our by stretching our creative yeah, lights. It was so one of the out. one of the cooler articles I've ever written. So yeah, yeah, that's, that sounds like a great time. Very different. Mm-hmm. Very plus, different. Plus, you get to remember some of them flamers get a little too hardcore into things. I've had my few share of, of emails over the years. <laughs> yeah, but the way you handle a flamer, man, that's. <laughs> That's different all in itself right there. Hey, man, I figure if they can flame me, I can flame them. Yeah, yeah, most people don't put the gasoline on the fire to put it out. So. <laughs> By fire with fire? But, yeah, yeah. I think, I think Tony way. figures you got to let it burn itself out, so just keep pouring it on. <laughs> Eventually, there's no more material to burn, and it'll just die away. Uh, you know, it's not a bad deal if somebody comes at you with a level head and kind of, you know, explains to you that you made a big boo-boo. Did you just actually say boo-boo? Yeah, I said boo-boo. I, I'm trying to be PG-13. You know, most people can handle that, but if they come at him full force and, and just rip him up one side and down the other, I mean, what can you expect in return? So how did you uh, stumble into this job, Andrew? Ooh, there you go. I went to school as an English major. Um, and I was actually uh, uh, literature, like I studied literature, and I was—I think my major was like British lit, and my minor was writing. Wow! And uh, so I came back home, and I was unemployed for about a year and a half, looking for a job. And my wife said, "Hey, there's this place called Sandhills Publishing. It says they're hiring writers. You should apply." And it's in Lincoln, which is you know about 45 minutes away from where I live, which is just outside of Omaha, in Nebraska. Um, so. I applied and I got called in and I got a first interview and a second interview and turns out uh, Sandhills they like to hire people who know how to write first and then all the technology stuff can come later. Um, so when I started my job six and a half years ago, I knew not thing one about computers 
or technology or anything. I thought I thought gadgets were cool, but I never <laughs> like the the most gadgety thing I owned was a video game console, my N sixty four. So yeah, um, yeah, it all just basically started then, and I loved it. It was something I just kind of took a liking to and went nuts. Wow! So you just pretty much just stumbled into it literally. Yeah. So you know, I would get an article, and they're like. Okay, we your one of your first articles. Uh, when I when I first started, we were doing these special issues. CPU Magazine was, um, and they're called Modders Modder. Mm-hmm. Um, so the we did several Modders, and I came in, and one of my first assignments was, you know, here's an article you have to build, you know, a media PC, and I'm like, okay, how do I do that? And they're like, figure it out. <laughs> write about how to figure it out. <laughs> Google so, is your free answer. It like, is, yeah, the internet so helpful right there. Wow, wow. <laughs> yeah, and there's some some brilliant people that I work with that help me out a lot. Um, we have some great editorial people on staff that just know their stuff really well, and I ask a million questions. Um, so when somebody got annoyed with me, I just moved on down the line to the next. <laughs> <laughs> This fire burned out. Until the article was done. (laughs) Go go to the next cubicle or desk and say, excuse me, bud. Well, evidently you got it right, my friend. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they they like me. They haven't fired me yet. Congratulations on perseverance. (laughs) Man, that's that's trial by fire right there. Yeah, it is tough. I mean, when you start out. I mean, if if you dig it, then you will be there, you know, getting your hands dirty and having fun. What's the worst piece of hardware you've ever had the displeasure of reviewing? I knew you guys were going to ask me this. Um, <laughs> and there are some things I cannot say. Um, so I'm just. Is that a self imposed NDA or is that your job security light blinking? Yeah, all of the above. So <laughs> you will be disappointed with my response to this. Okay. Um, so one of the first things I reviewed was, um, <laughs> it was a, it was a PDA from Asus, actually. And uh, it was not a horrible device. I gave it a great review. Um, but I, I, when I first got to play with it, I was like doing all this stuff, and I was changing backgrounds, and I was adding sounds, and I was just putting all this stuff on it and creating documents. And I set it down on my desk at the end of the day, and I went home, and I came back the next day, and the battery had died, and everything that I had created, everything that I had done was gone. Oh, And that just blew, that blew my mind. I was like, "What? It doesn't. It, why is this not like my PC? When I shut my PC off, it it remembers everything I put on it. So that was kind of a rude awakening. And it's not about. It's not Asus's fault. That's just how PDAs were. I mean, and when you buy a PDA, like one of the first things you do is you set up your backup software, and you back up an image so that if the battery dies, you just reload your image. And that was just so foreign to me. <laughs> So it wasn't it was wasn't cruddy hardware. It was just a new experience. Learning curve. Yeah, exactly. Pain is a good teacher. Mm. <laughs> um, what, one of the more juicier things I wanted to mention was um, it was for a modder issue that we did. I will not mention the manufacturer of this motherboard because, in my personal opinion, they have gotten their act together and they now produce stellar motherboards. Um, of which I own one, so I don't think anything bad, and I'm still not going to say who this was, but for one of the modder issues, um, I was 
overclocking an FX53 or something. And there was this motherboard in the system that I was using. And every time I bumped the voltage up from 1.5 to 1.6, which was within, you know, the BIOS, they said that was, I mean, it was a board designed for overclocking. Right. And that wasn't, that wasn't a crazy bump at all. Right. Um, the system would go black, the screen would go black, and a little puff of smoke would shoot out the back of the system. Oh, my gosh. And uh, I, that was the first time that had ever happened to me, um, which wasn't saying much because I'd only been working there for about, like six months. But uh, So we called, we called this company up, and uh, <laughs> you're guessing wrong so far. <laughs> <laughs> I see you typing in stuff. Nope, still wrong. But anyway, uh, so we, we called this company up and we're like, yeah, your motherboard kind of melted. Um, is there, can you send us another one? Maybe it was faulty. And they're like, oh yeah, it must be faulty. That's an over, that's an overclocking board. Um, it, we'll just send you another one. So they sent me another one. And, uh, second one, exact same thing happened. Exact oh. same voltage bump oh. from 1.5 to 1.6. Poof, puff of smoke. The <laughs> second time it actually scorched our case. Oh. Wow. And, uh, Interestingly enough, we wrote an article about this, so you could find out for yourself what board I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Uh, the name of the article is Ultimate Disaster Mod. Uh-oh. You know, I still have those mod magazines. It's the last page of one of them. I don't know which one off the top of my head, but you can find out. So oh I'm just going to leave that out there. <laughs> I, I'm not saying anything bad about this company. I think they make excellent motherboards. My, some of my favorite now. motherboards. So now, now, but then I don't know. It was a little shaky there. Well, maybe we'll throw something in here. I don't know yet. Maybe we'll throw something and say whoever responds back first with a with an email telling us who the manufacturer of the motherboard is. Maybe we'll send them off a Modern Zinc T-shirt. Hey, there so, you go. You'll get the actual cooked off motherboard from CPU magazine. <laughs> I knew I was going to get in trouble on this podcast. I just know. Uh, you know the the truth is. Uh, is what we give on Modern Zinc. That's why we do a, a longer uh, review process than probably most sites do. You can tell uh, we, we use the products for a long time. So if it sucks, it sucks. We're going to tell you if it sucks. And then you by telling, you know, that the product blew up and it had problems and saying it in the magazine, well, you know what? People want to know that because if I were to go out and spend, let's say at that time, 200 bucks on that motherboard and did the same thing to me, yeah, I'd be really, really mad. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you just alerted everybody, hey, there's a, there's a problem here. And, of course, the manufacturers are going to get mad because you stated that, but you stated the truth. That's, right. that's good. It's not, like it was like, it's not like it was a random problem. It happened on two completely different yeah. motherboards that were, that were forwarded to you by the manufacturer. So I've noticed that's, that when, when, a, when a manufacturer feels slighted by something I've said in a review, they tend to just not talk to me for a while. The, oh, yeah, we've had that. <laughs> <laughs> we've never done that. I think we still can't talk to OCZ, so <laughs> they'll get over it eventually. Luckily, PR people cycle through these companies so frequently that yeah. try and back in six months and they've Isn't got that amazing. there. Yeah, that is absolutely right. You're like, yeah, I was talking with uh, you know such and such. Yeah, she's no longer here. Oh, great. <laughs> or you uh. or you start talking to them thinking they work for one company and find out right then that they work for somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that rather serious note, y'all want to talk about some software? I want to talk about video cards. And video cards? Let's talk about video cards. I want Andrew to tell me what he thinks is the best. I want to hear him talking about the uh, uh, <laughs> the Ifinity. 
Did you read my review of the iFinity? I've got it right in front of me. Yes, I did. It's even well, bookmarked well, and everything you else. Well, coming now from you... the horse's hoof and not the horse's mouth are two different things. We don't want to hear from the mouth. Well, they can also read that, though, right on, on, the, on the site, if I'm not mistaken, right? If they sign That's up, right. you can get in there and you can see the magazines, and you can read it right, right. there. I think if you're not even signed up, you can see a good portion of it, too. Nice. But, uh, so so are you using iFinity? Uh, no, actually, I just had to send the whole rig back. Um, yeah, it was heartbreaking. But <laughs> it was one of those things where we honestly didn't have room for it anymore. <laughs> I got yeah. room for it over here. Well, they, you know, talk to A and B. You might be surprised. They might. Uh, they actually delayed me shipping it back by like two weeks because they didn't have room to take it back. And I, I was joking with my contact that I'm going to start making room in my bedroom for it. Once he gets back to me with shipping details, and he said, "Really? Do you want to keep it?" And I'm like, uh, "I have to say no." <laughs> No, but my friend no. over at Modders Inc. would love it. <laughs> oh, you got just too late. Yeah, I know. You, mean, I you mean the wife would have to tell you to say no, right? I don't know. I think I think if he played this right, he could probably get her in on wanting it. I don't know. I mean, I, I can I can see where it would be really hard to have somewhere to stack, you know, six monitors somewhere. Put them all on the wall. No you thing. Widescreen. Hey, honey, check out your cooking shows. I think I think it's cool. I think it's neat. <laughs> but uh, the window effect would probably drive me crazy after a while, just seeing all the the black marks between all the screens. <laughs> That's why the kind of the all six monitors was just mm-hmm. kind of less compelling to me than the right. the three wide. I, I love the three wide format. That's just. I mean that's that's awesome, but the problem with Ifinity is you can get the three wide monitors with the non Ifinity card, which is kind of how I wrapped up the review. Right. So, oh, but but you know what? It's such an eye catcher. People in the office, I set this up in kind of a communal area. People walked by and they loved it. And I actually, for a short period, I actually had it set up at my desk, oh. and uh, I couldn't get anything done. <laughs> I would type some sentence, and I would feel a presence behind me, and I would turn around, and there'd be some guy from systems there going, "So, uh, how many frames per second you get on Battlefield?" Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, "Just leave me alone, people." So I actually had to take it off my desk and put it in a room that was off to the side where people weren't constantly bothering me and ooing and eyeing at it. Just so you could get product- productivity down. Huh? Yeah, it did really. Don't remember if you mentioned it in your article. I'm trying to scan it real quick. Uh, if you used it in the in the three by one, was there a fisheye effect, or kind of curvish? Um, actually, that would be software specific. So I know Battlefield okay. uh, Bad Company Two. You can actually change um, the field of view, FOV, mm-hmm. to setting, and so you can adjust that yourself, so that it's wider or narrower. Nice. Kind of to your taste, so it wasn't something built in with the driver. Okay. Because I've 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 have heard some people say you get that kind of fisheye look, you know, where it looks really kind of rounded and kind of distorted a little bit. Yeah. Um. I I think the the iFinity thing is the games that support it, and they're they're new. Seem to be new. There were a lot of games that supported iFinity, and the, the tweaks that I had heard about that um, AMD was kind of. Uh, Encouraging. We're just kind of like uh, HUD menu items shifted around, um, mm-hmm. and that's about it. So as long as like the HUD wasn't in the middle of the screen, yeah. or menus shifted enough that you could 
still operate it with the stupid bezel right in your way. Right. Right. So I would think that the crosshair would end up being right in the middle somewhere. It was. The bezel. The, so it's it's a, like a cross shape, right? The top of the cross was on the top monitor, and then the lower half of it was on the bottom. And I'm just like, yeah. for first person shooters, it was it was not a not good ideal at all, right? Yeah. I want to say it was just about a year, maybe a year and a half ago, that we did a multiple monitor article about how many monitors can you get on a single PC, and you know it was all workstation graphics cards. And then once you're you're shelling out twice as much money for a workstation graphics card. Well, it could only do 2D. So, like, just where we've gone in the last two couple of years is yeah. amazing. So, yeah. I mean, NVIDIA's got their triple monitor thing, um, and you can do three monitors with 3D. Now, did they get it working? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I know you can get a lie for it. Our Fermi review just got put online. So if you go to the computer power user... Dot com. Um, you should be able to find our review of Fermi as well. Nice. I'm sure you had a hand in that. Yes. The hand in that? The hand. <laughs> the, the only hand in that. It's the hand with burns on it. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs> That's your job security light, Lincoln. Put the yeah. on him. No, I should. I mean, it's great. Those are great performing cards. You know, it's just, it's, it's been a, it's been wonderful, uh, uh, it's it's a, it's an easy low hanging fruit thing to harass. Them about. <laughs> the performance of the cards is pretty spectacular, but so is the heat. So that's a, it's yeah. a genuine concern of mine. So I can't wait to see how Nvidia actually addresses this because that's that's it's more heat in my personal opinion than I think a card should put out. But they have increased the uh, uh, the transistor count substantially and the die size substantially. So they're trying to go with uh, a, a huge increase in functionality that I think once their production process catches up with their vision, I'm hoping that this power consumption, uh, heat production, and potential power leakage goes away and becomes a lot more efficient. I really right. hope, it's, that. I hope that's what happens. It's going to take a die shrink for that to get what I would call reasonable, yeah. I think. Yeah. But you know, it's a it's an impressive piece of hardware, both from a from a from a performance standpoint as well as a uh, uh, a visionary standpoint for where they want the market to go. Right. You know, it's 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 got some differences to it, but the heat is just something that really causes my eyebrows to tweak a bit. Yeah. So I'm 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 hopeful they can get that under control because it looks like a great card. Well, the good thing is if you wake up early in the morning, you can just turn on Superfy and. Uh, Frying up an egg. Did you see that? I think PC Perspective tried to fry an egg on Fermi. Did you see yes. that? Yes. I heard about it. Yeah. There's a little disappointing result. It didn't work. But okay, so you toast your bread. How about that? <laughs> Keep your coffee going. Oh my! Oh my! So, Andrew, which way do you lean? ATI, Nvidia? No comment. I like whatever's fastest. Like I've said, the um. Right now, I've, I'm using ATI in my systems, um, and that's because they seem to have the uh, the thing that I like about ATI's 5000 series is that it's less power hungry. And uh, like when I'm like the system I'm working on right now, of course, is the home theater PC. And uh, another thing that I think ATI has over Nvidia right now is with the audio. 
because like I mentioned before, those two Blu-ray formats, the Master Audio DTS-HD and Dolby True HD, mm-hmm. are two audio formats that the uh, Radeon HD 5000 series can output using the Blu-ray DRM, mm-hmm. which is uh, something NVIDIA's cards cannot do. Nice. Okay. Natively. I mean, if you get... I think they use a pass-through. Um, I guess, don't quote me on this, but unless they put an audio chip on their more, more recent uh, 4, 400 series cards, but the 200 series cards used a pass-through for their audio. So you're able to connect up to a TV or a theater system with just one cable? Yep, everything, all the good stuff you want comes right over the HDMI. Yep. Nice. So, and, and, and this is just my my uh, my inexperience talking here. When you have an HDMI cable that's carrying both video and audio, do you patch it to the amplifier first, and then from the amplifier to the TV? And is HDMI smart enough to pull out the audio and run it through the amplifier, and then just send the video onto the TV? At my personal setup, that's that's not what I've got going right now. I actually uh-huh. have a really pathetic um, audio system at home, so I. I don't know if I can speak to that exactly I'm, how that. Works. I'm picturing you running a cable to like a jam box or something like that. No, I'm running optical audio. Oh, okay. So it's not There's nothing really pathetic, pathetic about that. No. Right, right. It's Toslink. Right, exactly. Yeah. So it sounds good. But yeah, still digital I audio. I haven't. Yeah, right. Exactly. I haven't gone completely um, HDMI yet. Oh, okay. So audio and video. So we'll talk again when I do. Cool. All right. All right. I'm sitting here looking over the, the numbers on the Fermi. My uh, review? Yeah. Heavy Gear, June 2010? Yeah, that's the June issue. Looks like the, uh, I don't know, man. I, I haven't been looking at any of the numbers on, on any of the reviews lately on the Fermis. And it's kind of surprising. The, the 5870 gives it a pretty good run for its money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the I actually just got an email from NVIDIA asking me why we don't run newer games for our benchmarks. Um, and so I'm in the process of formulating my response. But uh, basically it boils down to we don't change up the games that we use in reviews a whole lot. We try to stick with games that are popular, games right. that a lot of people use, so they can go, oh, I have Left 4 Dead, so I can expect to get this kind of stuff. You know? Well, yeah. I know, I know what 60 frames per second in Left 4 Dead looks like, um, right. stuff like that. Um, and the other thing is sometimes... A new game will come out. I mean, we've been burned by this. Everybody's been burned by this. And it'll have a tweak that favors one right. graphics card over the other. And i that's the last thing I want to do as a reviewer. I want to make things as even-keeled as possible. So. Right. Well, I see you got Far Cry 2 in, which is fairly recent. You know, it's not new, but it's... Right, it's and the Call of, Dirt Call of Dirt it's pretty new. And uh, Dirt 2. So those are my DL- DX11 games. Right. So I've got... A DX10 game, which is Far Cry 2, the two DX11 games, Stalker and uh, Dirt, uh, Dirt, right, and then my DX9 fallback, Left 4 Dead. I think that's a pretty good wash. I don't. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's what I say. <laughs> yeah, I'm working on a, a 5750 review, and I used uh, used Far Cry 2, Dirt 2, and Crisis. Yeah, we actually just got rid of Crisis. So if I had included Crisis, Nvidia probably would have. Really, the numbers. I mean. I don't know. I have, like I said, I haven't looked at any of the other reviews. So I don't know how well the Fermi does on any of the other games. Um, there's, I didn't include um, some of the synthetic DX11 specific benchmarks like UniEngine, mm-hmm. um, which has a lot of tessellation. It's like only tessellation, um, and I try to shy away from single feature synthetic benchmarks just because. 
you're not going to get a real world game that's going to only tax a graphics card's tessellation abilities. Right. I mean, that's fine for Nvidia to say that our card kicks in tessellation. Um, here's a benchmark that shows it. But are there games now that show that? Right. It's kind right. of what my goal with a with a review of a graphics card is all about. Yeah. No, I, I think that's absolutely the right way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Well, good. Then we, you know, we can bring the fifty nine seventy into the picture, and it's just so expensive. That's the problem. Yeah, six hundred bones. And that's the really, that's the thing where I really, truly am agnostic when it comes to Nvidia or AMD or ATI, um, because <laughs> my goal is cheap graphics cards for everybody. And when there's decent competition between the two guys, then prices go down. That's what I want to see. When, yeah, right. when when one company starts winning, that's bad news for everybody who wants to buy graphics cards. Yeah, regardless of which end you're on. Exactly. Right. So I'm 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 loving that Fermi's out and that there's now ATI can't say that they've got the fastest GPU out there anymore. That's good for everybody. Yeah. Well, guys, that was some great information that we just got finished discussing tonight in regards to CPU magazine and hardware and video cards and home theater PCs. And, boy, we covered a lot tonight. So, everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, look us up on Facebook, uh, keyword Modders, Inc. Uh, on Twitter, look us up for Modders, Inc. That's M-O-D-D-E-R-S-I-N-C, all one word. Uh, if you have any emails about the podcast, please feel free to email podcast at modders-inc.com. Uh, check out Modders, Inc. for the latest on modding, hardware, and more. For all of us here at Modern Inc. and CPU Magazine, we wish you a good evening. Hey, Vic, go ahead and take us out, buddy. Hotty. Hey, they couldn't.